0: Hello my friends, welcome back to the club. How are you today? I've got a special guest um, on with us. Because here's the situation, (laughs) y'all. I work with a lot of people, you know, whether it's in Feast to Fast or one-on-one clients. And we're trying to unravel health problems. You know, like get to the core of what's going on and it can take some time you know because often these health problems that people are experiencing you know they're years in the making Um, whether it is you know weight gain or um, a building of digestive issues or whatever it may be usually it takes a while to get to that point um, where it's intense enough for somebody to want to make the change but then While we're, you know, working on that healing protocol, um, it's frustrating when there's not results right away. You know, like the weight's not coming off right away or the digestive issue doesn't disappear quickly or the skin is not clearing um, as fast as somebody wants it to. And sometimes the skin actually gets worse, you know, and people can be doing everything right um, but not seeing results. And healing can be hard, y'all. Okay, <laughs> waiting is not easy, waiting for these results, kind of that space where you know, we have this health goal and we're working on it, but it's a while before we see the results. Um, and so that is what I wanna talk about today, that space in between. And so I have invited a special guest on today who helps Christian women understand their worth and the worth of waiting well. And so if you are someone who has a good bit of weight to lose or a gut to heal or skin issues to clear up or pain to eradicate, or maybe you are just in a space in life where you're in this waiting period, waiting for something to, you know, happen to hear from the Lord, or you're waiting on information or just needing to wait for something before you can move on to the next um, phase of life today is for you, you know, because what we often do is sabotage our own healing or our own, um, that moving forward in a really smart and healthy way, you know, we might throw in the towel too soon, make a decision too quickly, um, instead of waiting well. So today I have Jessica Hoddle on with me. Her passion is for helping others way less and that means emotionally, physically, and spiritually. She inspires and encourages thousands by sharing her own personal struggles, victories, and her journey through life. Jessica is a successful online entrepreneur and author of two best-selling books, Know Your Worth and a worthy wife, and she has a third book called Own Your Worth. So we's all about the worth. This is going to be an awesome conversation. Um, Her passions are being a wife to her husband, John, and a mama to their kitties, and she loves to um, spend free time outside, hiking, playing golf. Um, I love all that. She just has a heart that runs hard after Jesus and credits everything she has done to her Savior and so I am so honored to have her on today. Welcome, Jessica, to the Christian Health Club podcast.
1: I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So y'all, I'm going
0: to ask Jessica to like coach us through here because she works with women and this is her specialty. And so I want to ask her to coach us through how to wait well in that period between maybe our goal and our result. Um, kind of that messy middle. But first, I wanna hear, Jessica, um, how you came to be doing what you're doing. Give us some insight into your struggles that have led you um, to start helping other women.
1: I was just gonna say, you know, I can't teach women how to wait well unless if I had endured the understanding of patience and waiting well myself, because I'll tell you what, I was not good at it, (laughs) especially at the beginning. And so, You know a little bit of my journey started probably around three years ago and you know i've been in the fitness industry most of my life i'm 32 years old at the time of this recording and I started my fitness business online at around 22. And so at that time, it was really finding my worth in my body, so I was over-exercising, probably under-eating, and not intentionally, but uh, maybe out of fear of gaining weight because that was something that was kind of programmed into my head at a young age, like, you just wait till you get older, and then you're gonna get childbearing hips, and then the weight's (laughs) gonna come, you know, just these lies that people like always say to us. And I just started to believe that. So maybe it was like a fear of that. And so the year just kind of kept going on where I just, one, I was a workaholic and two, I was a workoutaholic. So those two combined with the stress on our bodies, um, I'm sure that you know that it can really just cause our systems to crash. And on top of that was all about this healing that I had to experience as well, uh, emotionally and with my childhood trauma so i want to just encourage you to that there's always layers of healing and so my journey really started when my body began to break down because something that i always want women to understand is that our bodies are for us. They're taking care of us. They want to heal us. They're not against us. And they hear that a lot of my body hates me and it doesn't like this and it hates his food. And it's like, well, no, it really wants to take care of you. Yes, and so, yes, yes, girl,
0: amen. I'm sorry. I have to jump in here. That's I tell my people all the time. Your body is always on your side. That is how God designed
1: you. Yes. Uh, it's amazing too. I mean, he created our bodies to heal themselves, which alone yeah. is just amazing. And so my body started to crash because emotionally I was just so out of it. Spiritually, I was like falling dead inside, even though I knew the Lord and I was growing in my relationship with him. I didn't know the Lord until I was 21, but I hit this pivotal moment where I was coming out from a back squat and I remember it was a weight that I've used before and like my whole hip gave out. And I can remember it so clearly, the pain I felt, but the emotion that I felt. And I realized at that moment that I had put everything, all of my worth into what I weighed, into how I looked. Because I was afraid that since I couldn't work out for a while in the recovery process, that I was going to get fat, nobody would love me, I wasn't going to be attractive anymore. And so that kind of escalated. And then I met my husband and then Things just started, again, to go into my health, into more worse things. I had passed out on an airplane, so I was in the bathroom of an airplane. Can we just oh all acknowledge gosh. how gross that is? I remember going to the restroom and just feeling, like, really hot, and it was like an overnight red-eye flight. And smelly. And-
0: <laughs> I'm sure the smell didn't help. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm just like, in, I'm in the restroom, and I just wake up from the floor. Don't know how I got on the floor. Nothing. All I can remember is saying, I need to get to a flight attendant. And they said, oh my gosh, you look so white. And so I knew at that point, I was like, something's not right. And that was kind of the breaking straw because we can ignore symptoms for a really long time just thinking that this is the way of life. I'm stressed. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm going to be fatigued. I'm going to be tired all the time. I'm going to be grouchy. I'm going to be, you know, like we just kind of accept this as culture of it's a busy life. So I should have all of these symptoms. And, you know, so that's really when I realized that it was time to take it serious. And I probably had 20 symptoms. Like I was like so consumed and we're going to get into this waiting well and the other side of it. But I was so consumed with my symptoms that it caused more symptoms. So I was living out of fear for many years of, and I say many years, probably like two though at that time where I just, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? I was bloated. Um, I wasn't, you know, going regularly. I was miserable. I was snapping. I mean, everything you could like low blood pressure, 20 or so symptoms. I was like labeling them all out because I was like, Oh my gosh, what's happening. I'm like, I'm dying, you know? (laughs) Um, and so I was going to doctor after doctor after doctor and something inside of me was like, this can't be it. Like, it was like this fight, even though in the fear. So I was like fighting, but the fear still consumed me. But the fight was obviously my faith. And God was just like, no, like, this is not how you're going to settle into the rest of your life. And I think that's important is that the doctors kept saying, it was my adrenals. It was my thyroid. But the most important thing is I had so many doctors tell me this is what it is, but I still felt crappy. And I think I hear that a lot, and I'm sure you do as well, of this is something that we really need to take a hand of, of ourselves is our is our health. And that's really what I was doing is another important thing I want to share too, is that, you know, in this journey is through all those doctors telling me that this is what it is and still feeling crappy. crappy, I still went to other doctors to get their opinion. And this proves that, they don't get the final say over my life. God's word does. And so I was pursuing the Holy Spirit and he was pursuing me at the same time until I felt the peace of this is what it is. And finally, I found a kinesiologist who did muscle testing and it was my pancreas all along. So I was taking all really? kinds of herbs and medication that was overstimulating me and it was really my pancreas that needed to heal and then I kind of went into my healing journey. So it's kind of a long story, but it was a long time journey of symptom after symptom and fear and everything like that
0: wow oh my gosh that's so interesting yes and you know one thing that made me think when you were talking is that we get caught up in these symptoms and then we get on Dr. Google yeah Um, you know we go to the doctors they tell us stuff and then we try to self-diagnose ourselves and it makes it worse because you almost take on more the more you read about that stuff and think you have it it's you start expressing it I know that sounds kind of strange but when I was going through nutrition school with every new thing we were learning I'm like oh my gosh that's me I'm dehydrated oh my Mm -hmm. gosh that's me I don't have enough Mm -hmm. stomach acid oh my gosh that's me my liver needs detoxing oh my gosh and and, you know oh my gosh I have SIBO and so every and I would start experiencing really um intense symptoms of those things because it was all I could think about and so you know your mind the mind and the body really work together I just uh, that made me think of that and so you have to um, and it can be a stronghold and we, we have to invite the Lord in to break that because it, it can just be so overpowering.
1: Mm-hmm. No absolutely I completely agree and that's why I think it's important that we're kind to ourselves in the process the layers of healing that we get to experience because it's not always physical, you know, I mean, stress of course can cause headaches and digestion issues and so much more. But I mean, I always say this because it's so true is that a seed can only reproduce after its own kind. And so what we focus on, we get. And so I was focused so much on fear that it only got more fear. Mm -hmm. When I was focused on my symptoms, I only, brought upon more symptoms and that was the lens I was viewing everything from so if I was tired uh, I would think oh my gosh there goes my adrenals again but really reality like my my rational brain was like maybe you're just tired because you didn't really sleep well like it didn't have to be a symptom you know yes
0: Yes. 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 it didn't have to be this big big thing it could have just been like yeah girl you just you need some more rack you need to get in bed and sleep some more.
1: (laughs) exactly I know and but it's like our emotional side right because of the fear and the trauma and dealing with health issues can take us take the rational brain out of the mix and just constantly you know consume us and of course we have an enemy that wants to kill us too so absolutely well let's kind of talk
0: about why why do we do this to ourselves (laughs) and you know when I'm thinking about um the people that I work with, you know, and from a health perspective, and we really, you know, at the beginning of maybe a dietary challenge, or you know, somebody will come to me and you know, okay, yes, I, I want, I'm ready to unpeel these layers of the onion and get to the, you know, the root cause. I'm ready to do this, and everybody's pumped up at the beginning, and then just you know, succumb to this kind of self sabotage, or you know, just don't see it out. What, why? What is happening? Why are we doing that to ourselves?
1: Well, I think it's important. Like when we go through the healing journey is that when we talk about the layers that I keep mentioning is that as layers come about, then we're like, maybe I don't want to deal with this. You know, maybe I don't want to deal with the hurt that is in my past, or maybe I don't want to do this because it just seems too hard. And I think that is really where it comes from, but then the root of it sometimes just come from the feeling of we feel worthless. We feel the shame that we let our body go. We feel guilt for not making the right decisions. And that really consumes us. And so the story we continue to tell ourselves is the story we live out. And so a lot of people will come to me and they'll go, well, I've done every program before. Why is this going to be so different? And I caution with those people because I said, this is a story you've already convinced yourself. So going in, you've already convinced yourself this isn't going to be any different. And so it's attacking the root issue of, issue of, it's not the protocol or anything that is the problem. It's the pursuit of the problem that matters. So that means that it's the heart posture. Are you opening your heart, following through, and allowing the Holy Spirit to guide you through the process, even in the paint time of, when it seems to get worse before it gets better. Because it really, in your healing journey, I remember when I was detoxing the first time, it felt like I, it was the te- the, te- the detox flu. <laughs> yes. You know, it was, I went running nose. I felt like I was sick. I mean, there are things that happen. Yes. But I always went like, this is good stuff. Your body's working it out. And during that process, I just think a lot of things come up. We just start to shame ourselves for not getting it right. And then we just go back to, I told my, I, I told you I wasn't going to be able to do this. You know, and again, it's, I think the enemy is real and the battlefield is really in our minds. And so we have to understand what truths and what lies we're actually believing during the process. Because I just have to say this is that I believed that God was giving me sickness to teach me a lesson. And here's the thing is that if we believe it's God's will, then why are we taking medication? Because we would never fight against God's will. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important that, you know, if that's what you believe, then we shouldn't be seeking counsel in healing because, so obviously I believe God, God's will for us is to be well in spirit, soul, and body. And that doesn't mean that, you know, we don't face things that come against our body and all that stuff. But I actually had to get to a point of believing that he wanted me well, because then I could actually go to our healer and begin to let him love on me.
0: Oh, amen. Yes. If yes exactly if you don't believe that he wants you well how you wouldn't go to him it you know so many things that you said just triggered so many thoughts for me you know first of all it is so what i share with my audience often is that health is a full spirit mind body package it is in that order because in order for the body to be well the mind has to, you know, the mind directs the body. What directs the mind? Well, we have a lot of choice about that. Are we letting, you know, the Holy Spirit direct our mind? Or are we letting the enemy direct our mind? So we have to kind of go up that chain and um, really approach it from that way. You know, and when people come and say, I've done every, I've done every program, I've tried everything. And I was just telling my best friend this the other day, I'm like, that is because you're, this, you're, you're taking yourself and your same mindset into every program. And it's like yeah. everywhere you go, there you are. You, you know, you're gonna keep getting the same results if you don't, um, you know, think about changing the mindset of what you're doing. And, and really the way to change the mindset is to let the Holy Spirit, um, di- you know, be directing you through that, that spirit, mind, body um, process. And then the yeah. other thing I was thinking is, you know, it is, you're going through the detox flu. It's a booger. I tell my, you know, I tell my people, well, in Feast to Fast, which is my great program that we do, you know, at about day three to five, I'm like, are you feeling crappy? Awesome. Like, That's great news. Yep, yep. <laughs> because your body is releasing. It is being allowed to release toxins and you know all of this junk that you have in there and it's the first step um, towards healing is um is feeling kind of cruddy so it's just kind of getting over that hump and when we think of you know, getting especially to the root of a health problem, and it is like peeling, you know, layers of an onion because things start coming up, and the closer you get to the core, the stronger that, you know, smell, (laughs) that smell is. Um, It's kind of the same thing. It's just it gets very, that, you know, pain can become stronger until we get there. And so, um, and so, yeah, that the, it's in this, this waiting period um, that is, can be such a challenge. So let's talk about what is waiting well, what does that mean for us? What do we focus on in waiting? Well,
1: I think it's remembering that there's contentment in God's truth without complacency in our dysfunction.
0: Okay, say that again.
1: So it's contentment in God's truth that, you know, you have to actually ask yourself, do you want to be made well? I love that he gives that example. Jesus gives that example with the guy in the mat. He's like, do you want to be made well? He gives us that opportunity. Like, Mm -hmm. do you want to be made well? And he had the opportunity to choose because he was in his dysfunction for like 40 years. (laughs) And it's really easy just to, this is the way it's supposed to be without changing the thought or challenging it, just challenge the thought. And so contentment in God's truth without complacency in our dysfunction. So waiting well is living out God's truth as you pursue health and stand on his word, because, you know, the Holy Spirit will guide you. Sometimes your body can naturally work it out. And then sometimes he'll guide you to go to this doctor or, you know, and you'll find peace. Like I found peace in my spirit. Like I knew that my doc, like the the last one I'd found, when he's like, "It's your pancreas," I was like, "Okay." Like I had felt peace about it. The other doctors were like, "Hey, I'll see you in six months. I'll give you this pill," and I'm like, "That is, you know, like I just knew." And so, waiting well really has to deal with that contentment in God's truth without complacency in our dysfunction. And I think you know we can see the tension in the Bible that. You know, God, God is working in you, but also the enemy is working against you at the same time. So I think that's important to recognize is that sometimes we lump everything into God. Like it's good, it's bad, it's ugly, everything, it's all God. But we don't really give the enemy any credit either because, I mean, that's pretty great for him, right? If we can just blame God and hate God and be angry at God without really ever looking at the enemy, then he's sitting pretty. And so we have to understand that. God is working through you, but the enemy is also trying to work against you. And, you know, God made a promise to Abraham that he'd be the father of many nations, but at the same time, he had no children, right? And so it's that kind of like constantly, and God was like constantly reminding him, like, I made you this promise. I made you this promise. But what happened? Inpatient settled in and Sarah's like, hey, why don't you just go uh, have sex and we'll get a child through like our assistant here, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know <laughs> and um so impatience settled in and that is something that I really learned too in the waiting well process is that we can easily plant a seed of health but then uproot it before our faith can make it fruitful yes and so God was or Abraham was standing on the promise then impatience set in right but God was is still good And then he waited patiently for years to receive the promise. And Abraham was, you know, 100 and Sarah was 90. And then we see Joseph that went from the pit to the prison to the palace. So it can get really messy in the middle if we don't stand on his truth or know what his truth is or know, most importantly, guys, his character, his nature, and what is God's heart for. I think that is so important. And so something that I've been learning so well is that patience matures us. And it reminds us to put our flesh in check. So if we're patiently, if we're waiting well, we're really just walking out our patience, which is is the flesh of the instant gratification. Yes, and
0: that's our society: instant gratification. And everywhere around us, there's e- this quote unquote evidence that you can have this instant gratification. Like if you didn't lose your weight in, you know, two hot seconds, then you're the failure, you know, or that. Um, you know, yeah, you can take this pill and clear your skin right up, but what is it, you know, wrecking in your body in another way? Yeah. And, you know, true healing, it does take patience. I think, you know, the, um, there's a, it's a kind of a fine line. It's hard to know, you know, you, you want to wait without complacency. You know, you don't want to be complacent. We, we have to take an active role in what we're doing, you know, and that's what I tell people is, um, you know, we do have to help ourselves. God gives us all of this beautiful provision, you know, this beautiful food and um, that can heal us and the ability to move our bodies and, you know, the um, encouragement for rest and all of these things that we are um, led to do. And sometimes, you know, we're ignoring that and just praying, God, heal me, God, heal me without taking advantage of all the things he's already giving us. So there's you know, we have to we have to find that place that um, that we are doing what we can do in the right way, um, but also not trying to take too many matters in our own hands, like mm-hmm. Sarah, because that had some pretty serious lasting consequences. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> um, so I know, and I think you know what I love about what you're doing is just bringing this worth because I think, and this is what I want to ask you is. do we believe that we're worth that weight you know and it is our how we feel about God and what we think he feels about us you know are we worthy of of all of this so can you kind of speak to that how do we own our worth by this waiting well
1: yeah you know I I love that healing is a relationship healing is just a it's a relationship factor. You know, healing comes through the Father. If He's the healer, then our relationship with Him directly impacts, you know, how we think. So, because our soul's the gateway, right? So, our soul is the gateway, whether we partner with our spirit, which is God's truth, or we partner with our flesh, which is jealousy, impatience, like greed, strut- like all of those things. And so, I think that when we think about owning our worth, that really comes alongside of really knowing who God is and what his heart is for. That alone, because when we, if our image is in Christ, how we view God is directly how we view ourselves. And so our identity is in him. So it's important that we understand who we believe God to be. And so if we think he's a punisher, if we think he's all these things that are false, our identity is going to stem from those false beliefs. And so we're going to think that if he's a punisher, then we deserve this. Then we, you know, should be overweight or we should be sick because of all the sin in my life, I deserve, you know, to be sick. Well, you know, people are out there telling people that people are dying because of their sin. And there are things that, I mean, Jesus came to take away our sin. It doesn't mean that we don't sin, but... There are a lot of things that are keeping people in bondage. And that's why we need to go to the truth for ourselves. You know, because a lot of people are afraid of God and they're afraid to mess up because they're afraid that God's going to give them something so bad that it's just going to hurt them and take them down. And so they become kind of this relationship where it's fear. And so when you can understand who he really is by reading his word, Old Testament and New Testament, that if God is love, then what does love really look like? You know, if love never fails, then what does that look like when we love on our body, when we love on ourselves? And I'm not saying like, you know, the whole self love movement without, I'm just saying like the kind words that we can express to ourselves during the process of healing. You know, if love never fails, that, and He is love. I think that just speaks so much to our identity, because God is love, and so that means that in the waiting well process of even our owning our worth is one: who is God to me? Because that's directly affecting, you know, who I believe myself to be. And then two: the kindness. If God is love, how how am I allowing Him to love on me? And how am I expressing His love? How am I taking that love never fails? truth with my words because all throughout scripture we see how our words can bring life or death and this is it's just we can't deny it our words and our thought their energy that we bring into the world and God knew that and so we can use it for for good and for healing or we can continue to come from a place of you know, where our identity is, where we just believe that we deserve this and we should just always be sick. And, you know, I'm just, I'm always messing up and I'm not a good person. And of course that comes with one, the enemy two, what people have spoken about you. And I think again, just depending on, you know, the church you were raised in all that kind of stuff, the doctrine that you believe. And so I think it's important that we go into the Bible ourselves and see what God God's heart is for especially when it comes to healing and our pain.
0: Yes. Oh, I mean, you're so spot on because it, I spent the first half of my life just really believing in scary God. That was yeah. it. You know, yeah. God is, you know, going to, um, you know, punish me or something bad's going to happen so he can teach me a lesson, yeah. you know, all of that. And I, and really, my life has been so extremely blessed. I haven't had any major, big, bad things happen to me in my life. And so I felt, you know, so combined with this scary scary God thing, then I felt guilty. I'm like, why does everybody else, you know, have to suffer all of these things? And here I am. You know, my life is pretty good. I have a great family. Nothing bad happens. So I have spent a ton of my life in guilt. And so now I know that was the enemy. You know keeping me in that and just that guilt and and also living in that kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop is the only way I can describe it like oh my life's so good yeah somebody's gonna get cancer or somebody's gonna die or I'm you know or I'm somebody's gonna, I'm gonna get fired from my job or whatever it is like yeah. you know I'm yeah. Just whatever it may be, I'm just, what's going to be my, my cross to bear? Because we all have to have that, so just, you know, come on, God, let's just get it over with. I mean, that was just my mentality in it, and what really pulled me out of it was just, I just started going to Bible study. When we moved to this small town, um, and I've said this before, The reason, part of the reason I went to Bible study because they had free child care, and so I could dump my kid off in there.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I
0: was like, okay, yay, and I'll come to Bible study. But that was really the beginning of my... Um, God knew what he was doing, you know, so that uh, it worked out because that was really my healing. Like my, my weekly therapy was going to Bible study. And so then the more I started getting in the word and reading and knowing more about it, and then, you know, and then he smacked me over the head with, um, the nutrition thing and like, Oh, everything I read, I think about nutrition. So, okay, let's go that direction. So, you know, if you'll just, if you'll start, he'll, he'll help you get there and understand and 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 want to be interested and stay interested and hold your place there. But you, you know, you really, you do have to seek him out um, to know how well he loves you so that you can love yourself well. Um, so I love how you said it. you know, how you put all of that. It is just so true. Um, okay. Oh, gosh, it's such good stuff. So, you know, I love what you said earlier about this impatient uh, you know, uh, uprooting the good seeds that you've planted, you know, um, in your body, and your soul. Like we, we get so impatient, we plant these seeds of intention and then, you know, we want to go the next day and, you know, we expect, a, it's like expecting a flower the next day. Like, Oh, I planted a seed yesterday. I can't wait to see my flower today, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so kind of speak to that, what, um, it just that, how we do that and, and what impact that has.
1: Well, we can, I feel like we can easily see the outcome of patience, you know, God working through us, in us, his promises, and then we can see the outcome of impatience with it, which is usually what? Frustration, strife. We get really envious of other people. We get jealous, which is really greed because it's like, why don't, why aren't we having the healing that they're having? And so we can usually see the outcome of patience and you can usually tell how you're operating if you start to feel those things, right? If you start to get, um, you know, frustrated, you start to try to speed up the process. Maybe you just start to completely cut out every single food out of your diet and you're not eating as much, you know, because you're just starting to do it out of your own strength versus following the process. And we often allow the doubt the unbelief to come in our hearts because again it's we don't we can we can believe that God wants to heal or wants other people well but when it comes to us we don't believe it's for us Mm -hmm. and I hear that a lot with women of well I can believe for everybody else to get well and to heal their bodies but when it comes to me no way and so (laughs) it
0: goes back to that knowing God and knowing our worth
1: and Oh my gosh. Well, we know so much about ourselves. That's the problem, right? We live with ourselves. We know our thoughts. We know our actions. We know everything. And we know that God knows. And so we take all of that junk and the messy stuff and we are like, okay, this feels almost impossible because I know all the things that I've done, but we don't know all the things that somebody else has done because we love them and we're rooting for them, but we're always harder on ourselves, right? Because we know ourselves. That
0: is so true. Absolutely. And then, and so we don't think that that is for us. And we, um, again, it kind of comes back to that self-sabotage, you know, trying to pull up the, um, pull up the plant too soon (laughs) before it blooms or, (laughs) um, just not letting that, um, like you said, like you see results based on, you can see the results, um, and you can see how they are based on that patience or impatience, you know, what what happened in that process. Um, if you don't mind, I'm going to share a couple experiences I have with some clients because just to give some people some encouragement here, I, um, a lot of people might that listen to this podcast might have heard my interview I did with a client, Rebecca, and if you haven't, we'll link to it in the show notes, but Um, It's a good one because she was one of my clients, my Feast to Fast clients, that went through a round of Feast to Fast. She really wanted to lose some weight, and she didn't see any weight loss in that that first round. A lot of people, um, you know, see a lot of success with that, and she wasn't. But she could feel her body changing, kind of the body composition shifting, and she just felt better. And so she continued to, you know, practice the lifestyle of that, and went through another round. And then, you know, the weight started coming off, but it took a while. It took a while for her body to release, you know, but she could have been like, oh, this didn't work for me. And then just jumped into something else without giving it its due, you know, giving the body, um, that time to just settle in with good nutrition and good lifestyle practices. And, um, again, you know, we're unraveling years of, of, um, abuse <laughs> on her body and it takes a little bit of time. Yeah, And so that was a great, um, uh, when I was thinking about talking today that came to mind. And then I had another client that she, um, was one of my, um, my testing clients. So she was really experiencing, she had experienced some digestive problems for a long time, been through, you know, several doctors kind of been all through all that route and was, better but still having just this daily diarrhea that she could not get rid of. And so I ran a GI map on her, which is a a stool test to kind of take a look at what's going on in the gastrointestinal system. And I I ran a MRT food sensitivity test on her and then I put her on a really rigorous protocol. And it was three months long and she'd eliminate all these foods, and we did a gut healing protocol, and, you know, these are not easy protocols. You have to be very yeah. dedicated, and so... We oh, ch- yes, I know that. You know. I'm sure you know. <laughs> I you, know it, that. There is a lot, you know, you have to be committed, and so, you know, a month, we would do these, you know, check-in every two to three weeks, so a month went by, and she wasn't really experiencing any, um, you know, experiencing any relief. Uh, two months went by, still nothing, you know, in. Two and a half months went by, still nothing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, and I'm like, God, please show me. Is there something that I need to be doing? Please just guide me because I want this for her so bad. She wants it so bad. She's been so compliant and, you know, and she spent so much money and please, Lord, make this happen. Well, you know, three, it literally three months, that was it. She, you know, when she hit that three month mark, her diarrhea stopped, she was able to go off her medication, she was able to go off her anti, you know, anxiety medications, and that was it, but it took the full three months for that healing to happen, if she would have, you know, chunked the towel at six weeks, you know, where would she be, you know, she would not have um, experienced that healing, and so it is, I, I love that visual you gave of just, you know, don't uproot the good seeds, give them time to, to grow in doing what we have to do, but then also letting God do his part, you know, can you speak to that? Because, you know, we do have to do our part, but there is a, a holy supernatural um, process that's
1: also taking place, I think, you know, going hand in hand with our efforts. Don't you think that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, I have to say, I spent you know two years searching for relief, and then it took me a year to actually fully experience relief. And so now, more like maintaining, kind of you know you know that like the maintaining of I'll go in every once in a while, get checked. Um, I still go to the same kinesiologist. He'll just see how my organs are doing, and you know do all kinds of different things that he does as a kinesiologist. And you know I just go get checked now. And when you start to feel well, you know that when you're not well. And when you start to heal, you realize how sick you were. Yes. And so I think that's important too is that my healing journey was about a year, you know, of uncovering a lot of that stuff. And now it's more of the emotional, spiritual journey that I've been just healing as well. But I am a question asker. So I ask myself questions all the time because it allows us to stay curious, so when we ask ourselves questions, it allows us to dig deeper to what's really going on. So two questions that I often ask my clients are, what are you believing God for? And so if somebody were to come up to he- for healing, um, maybe just for somebody to stand in faith for them, for something that they just may-, may not be able to believe, I would say, what are you believing God for? Because if you can believe God for one thing versus this, you know, thousand lists of symptoms that you have, which seems sometimes so overwhelming and impossible. But what is that one thing that you are believing God for right now? And then it's just that, like, your heart posture can just begin to change. And the second que- question is, where's your point of faith? See, my point of faith was in my doctor at the time. It was, okay, I got to, because I was coming from fear. it's like, okay, I got to find a doctor to fix me and to help me and to all that. As I spent time renewing my mind to God's word and get rid of all the lies that people kept telling me about my sickness and my health. And I had to kind of get rid of that talk as well. And so I had my husband, I had a very, I mean, just our best friends, husband and wife and their kids. And she, uh, my best friend now, she's still my best friend. She always is speaking to me, like, don't accept it, speak to it. Cause it's important that when we look at Jesus and how he commanded, um, ears to open, he would just say, you know, ears open, you know, mouth open. Like he was very clear about how he spoke to it. When he tells us to speak to the mountain, he tells us to speak to the mountain. So speak to your sickness, you have authority. And so it's just that We need to start speaking to the things that are coming against us and not accepting it. And so that's something that I get really passionate about is we just kind of just accept everything. And so now I'm to the point where I'm like, no, we're not doing this. (laughs) And so I will just not accept it. And because, I mean, it's really easy when we get sick or i'm talking like sick as in just like a head cold even and of course you know your body somebody's need rest like everybody's different but majority sometimes when it first start coming on it's really easy to go well, i just need to go to bed and rest and i'm so sick like our words begin to form the sickness like people can think themselves sick right
0: yes, yes. and like so like i was saying earlier like well, I'm, oh my gosh i have these symptoms and i'm learning about this is like you know yes you can you can think yourself to manifest
1: these symptoms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that those are the things that I would, you know, I often do is what do you believe in God for? Where's your point of faith? And just continue to, you know, dig deeper, because there are many means of healing. But again, we can't let a doctor's diagnosis be the end all be all because we can get the wrong diagnosis. And if we stay there, then we're just going to be continuing to settle into a dysfunction, which can cause more dysfunction in our body.
0: Yes, I love those. Qu- those are good questions. That's good questions, Coach. I like that. <laughs> that is good stuff. And that, yeah, that is somebody that you know. Some those are questions people can ask themselves. And oh, I think that. Where's your point of faith? That is such a good one because when you know, if somebody's going to come and work with me, and you know, I'm going to guide them, and I'm going to, you know, if they require a supplemental protocol or whatever it may be, like you know, I don't ever want somebody's faith to be i mean there has to be a level of faith that this you know she knows what she's talking about and this is going to work but this is you know that is you've got to look to god for your healing first and foremost and let him guide you should you even be here working with me i mean you know like i really want people to pray about that and make sure i want them to go to the person that is going to benefit them the most and just asking god all of these questions for guidance you know what to do and where to go and Um, and just
1: putting, pointing that faith to him. I love that question. That is so good. No, and that's why I go back to that, you know, do you want to be made well is something else that I, when I work with women in my coaching groups is that can you actually vision yourself well? If you close your eyes and meditate on God's truth, can you close your eyes and picture yourself running around with your kids and laughing and not being tired? Because most of the time I have to get women even from that smallest point of, let's vision what it feels like or would feel like to feel good. Because then your mind is going to start telling your body a new story versus your body trying to tell your mind the story.
0: Amen. I love that. I think we could do a whole nother podcast on that. (laughs) I know. I agree. (laughs) I love that topic. I love all of that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That, that is so true. You have to be able to but it's hard you know when somebody is in pain yeah i know that you know because it overtake it overtakes the body pain the body problems can overtake your mind and you know that's i will tell people you know that that's like my goal is really just to help people feel well and so we can free up this brain space you know this when we are obsessed with food or weight or pain because it just you know we're experiencing that it just takes up so much brain space and crowds out that um, that space, that that real estate that we want to be given to the Lord to let him work his way in there. And so um, it's it's difficult to do that, I understand. But when people can start doing that, it really it can accelerate that healing process for sure.
1: Well, and I wish somebody would have told me that at the beginning of my journey before I found my church now and, and you know, God brought me my best friend. Like, I wish I would have had these truths because I think it would have changed – you know, so much, but I've been able to, I've, God has taken what the enemy tried to steal and God's been able to tell his story now. And so, you know, I think that's so important is that I wish these things would have been spoken to me because doctors don't say these things, you know, it's, we need to be telling people, it's not just this, it's also this, you know, it's that, that whole, the whole story, like you said, it's the spirit, soul and body. And i'll tell a quick story when i went to the endocrinologist i waited two or three months to get into her and because everybody kept telling me it was my thyroid and i just wasn't getting relief and i was like okay i I really did not want to go on a prescription it's just i didn't feel like it was for me personally just hear that for me personally and i think that was because deep down it wasn't my thyroid and so i did all this research found an endocrinologist waited two to three months to see her i get into her office and she went through this like speech that I felt like she had prepared and said to a thousand people before. There was no um, emotion. She said she hates, you know, natural doctors. Well, she didn't say hates, but she doesn't approve of natural doctors. Um, so she didn't like my protocol that I was already on of like vitamin D. She's like, why are you on all these supplements? She didn't want to see my blood work. She looked at what? my TSH and that was it. She didn't look at my free T4. She didn't look at free, you know, the free T3. Any, She didn't look at anything else. And I had a full blood panel of my iron and everything. Mm. And she just looked at one thing and said, okay, your TSHA, TSH is high, which I knew because I had done research. So going in, I had prepared, right? This is where we take our health also into our hands. I had studied. I had prepared. I knew what optimal range levels were not normal because that's different than the world's way totally. and so I was like okay and then she had given me a uh, she said okay you're gonna take off you're gonna take off all these natural supplements you're gonna get re-blood work and then call my office I will get you a prescription for levothyroxine because that's what we prescribe here and I'll see you in six months that was it. Like, she didn't ask me about my lifestyle. She didn't look at the rest of my blood work. She didn't ask how I was eating. She didn't, like, there was nothing else. All she said was, okay, I'll get you on levothyroxine. And it wasn't even her. It was her assistant. And then she's like, all right, I'll see you in six months. You should see your, after getting on medication for thyroid, you should see your doctor and get blood work after three to four weeks to see if it's even working. Holy cow. Yeah. So that's when I was like, Okay like and that's when my heart really started to fight for women because other women were hearing this and not knowing that it wasn't normal
0: yes well yeah how why how could you you know there's doctors who you know we need our medical doctors and i I think a lot of them are just you know doing how what they were taught and they're so overwhelmed with so many patients you know yes so um but we do have to be our own health advocates and times are changing you know, which is good thing, and people are realizing that this, you know, go in and get a prescription is not always the best way. So, um, you know, and what I, I like is that you know you had that that kind of gut feeling, and you know that is the Holy Spirit speaks to us through our that intuition. Um, and so, I love that you honored that, you know, and just just did not again did not take that for the the full and final answer. And yeah, I think that's. What and
1: I, I and I completely agree with you about you know we need our doctors and they're great and I think we only know what we know and you just gotta find one that believes in what you believe in right right and not settling though I think like just not settling because that six months later is just to me in my mind bizarre but. Totally, completely. That's probably the next time
0: she could fit you in.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Probably, yeah. I know. My next opening is in
0: six months. Um. Oh gosh. Well, I I love this conversation, and I I specifically wanted to have you on during where this is coming out in real time during Lent, the season of Lent, which I think is very appropriate because when we think of kind of that time leading up um, before Lent, and you know, we think of Jesus. in the desert, you know, just, I, it made me think of this because I talk about waiting well, you know, Jesus fasting in the desert for 40 days and knowing what he was going to be, knowing what he was facing, you know, this incredible, um, the incredible pain he was going to be going through and, and everything that he was, you know, was going to do and just him having that example of him, you know, being in the desert, fasting, praying, you know, kind of garnering up and building that spiritual strength for what he was doing, what he needed to do. And the enemy came at him, you know, tempting him with, Hey, you want some bread? Hey, you want some power? Hey, you know, just, yeah, and, you know, he, he had to wait well, you know, he had to wait well, um, during that time. And so I just, I think that we can refer to that. We can pull on that strength, um, when we are having um, that season where we're having to wait and you know what kind of what kind of waiter do we want to be you know do we want to do we want to wait well do we want to know our worth do we want to honor our bodies and um i i just i love this entire conversation i think it's so important um for women to think about these things and think about those questions that you ask them um is there anything else that you want to add before i ask you my two favorite Anchor questions at the end of every podcast I have with a guest. Is there anything that we didn't cover that you think is important um, to know on this topic?
1: I think just to remember that where we lack patience, the devil persists. <gasps> and so I think it's really easy that, you know, when the enemy tries to throw doubt at us, it's because we have faith. When he tries to take our health, it's because we have health. He wouldn't try to take something that you didn't already have
0: that's so that's so that's good that is so true yes we have to think of that keep all of that in mind um oh my gosh love this conversation I feel like I could talk to you for I said this with a lot of my guests I just I love I just love when I find somebody that
1: we're just so you know sister from the big mister. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And we have this, we're like, okay, this is this, we, we're so in line with what we're thinking. And we just want to like go up on top of the mountains, just start yelling. And yes. Oh my up.
0: gosh. Absolutely. It's so awesome. I love yeah. this. I love it. Um, okay. So I like to ask these anchor questions um, of my guest um, at the end of the podcast. So the first one is what is your anchor meal? Um, it's kind of your go-to healthy meal. You eat it quite often you usually have it around or can get to it easily and it's just you know kind of anchors you so what would that be for you
1: so my first response was wings okay like wings are my love language I love Um, it my my husband and I get wings like once a week it's like our we call it date night it's just where we hang out and do our favorite things like we might play video games or something like that and just eat our favorite food I mean I love wings so much that it was in our vows like he's a celery to my wings is what I said okay so but then you added like healthy in there and I was like okay I understand wings may not be the healthiest but I really one of my favorite staples right now is meatballs and spaghetti squash with the Rouse marinara sauce.
0: Oh, yeah. of my favorite right uh, there.
1: That's a good one. I love that. Um,
0: Okay. And how about your anchor verse? Just, you know, a scripture that is just speaking to you. I think we all kind of go in and out of times where certain ones just really speak to us. So what's what's one that's speaking to you right now?
1: I want to address the one first that helped me through the healing recovery process was there is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. And so what was so important in that scripture was that fear involves torment. And so when I was waiting well and healing, and I started to fear something that was coming on, I would say, okay, is this, this is torment. Like it's making me second guess. It's making me question. It's like my thoughts are always in turmoil. So I knew that that wasn't from God. And so anybody going through healing or feel just all over the place in turmoil and just kind of just ugh, frustrated, remember that fear involves torment and God is not a fear. So we can we can know where that place is coming from. And I'll often, I mean, that scripture was so close to my heart. But now in this season of just recovery and, and waiting well, it's from Jeremiah. It's the blessed are those who trust in him and whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends its roots out by the stream. They never fear when he comes, their leaves are always green and they never worry in a year of drought and never cease to bear fruit. Oh, I love
0: that. Never worry in a year of drought Mm -hmm. because, you know, that's almost like that waiting period, you know, that's where, you know, I live out in the, um, live out in the country and, you know, small town. My husband's a rancher and, um, you know, his livelihood depends on the, conditions of you know the land and such and we've been going through a drought and um, you know we talk about that and I just you know we have to just trust and know that um, this is just kind of part of those cycles it's just kind of those there's these seasons of waiting you know and and um, how are we going to you know wait in that season that's not the terms that we use but basically that's how we were addressing it you know it's just drought all we can do is um, you know just do the best for um, the land that we can and God will provide, you know, he Mm -hmm. will provide and and it's, everything's going to be all right.
1: So um, yeah, you're you're still going to bear fruit in a season of drought. And I love the scripture because it says their leaves are always green. So that means even in drought, their leaves ain't turning brown. That's right. (laughs) I like it. I love it. That's such a great one.
0: Oh, Jessica, it's been so fantastic to have you on today. Will you please tell everyone where they can find you?
1: you can come hang out with me over on my podcast called what's the truth. I address a lie every single week and I mix in some truth talks in there as well. Or you can just come hang out with me over on Instagram at Jessica huddle You can pretty much find me everywhere as Jessica Hoddle. So website okay. is Jessica You can, I have some great freebies there. Um, and you can just kind of come hang out with me and join the conversation.
0: Okay. Everybody go follow Jessica. Um, you have a great Instagram feed. It's so lovely. Thanks, Ren. I love, I love following you on Instagram. So go find Jessica. She has some great truths to speak to us. Um, and I hope that you were blessed by this information today. I surely know that I was. So thank you so much for being here, Jessica. Thank you all for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week. And I will talk to you soon.